he goes far. I like stay low and slow and I train everybody up and I get myself to a good spot. And then we went to battle each other and my Pokemon were at like level 50 and his were like at 30 something. And <laughs> because he was like, oh, my, his uh, starter evolved to the third evolution. And I was like, yeah. oh, what level are you at? And he was like, oh, like 38. Why? Where are you at? And I was like, oh, no worries. Do you want to battle? Uh-huh. He won because he has six Pokemon and I just carry five. Okay. Normally. Okay. Okay. Well, hi everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Heather. My pronouns are she, her. Hey everybody. My name is Jaren. My pronouns are he, him, and we are your hosts of Typically Divergent Podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Yay. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Heather and I were just talking about uh, Pokemon Scarlet. She came over and I was playing and uh, Blue's Clues. Yes. <laughs> Randomly into Blue's Clues. I don't know how we what. got there. I think uh, it's just our childhood. We were, we're reminiscing on childhood things. <laughs> speaking of childhood things, my beautiful dog um, had a possum in his mouth earlier today. Not that it's really a childhood thing, but it was a thing. Yeah. That happened your, before your she child, came over. Your dog. There yes. we go. My because child. Because it's about your, yes. Yes. Your child. <sighs> Little baby dozer. Oh my gosh. I love that dog so much. <laughs> Well, he was very proud of himself for catching that possum. I know. Okay, so it's like when cats like catch mice. Yeah. And they're like, "Got that for you. Love yeah. you." Providing for the family here. Yeah. But Hope you're ima- happy. Okay, so you know how they say like, pit bulls. What's the word? The stigma. Stereotype and the stigma. S- yeah. Stigmatization of what like pit ball. Ugh, I can't speak today. Balls. Pit- pity balls. <laughs> pit balls. <laughs> pit bulls. Um, <laughs> that they are. Uh, dangerous and vicious dogs no mm-hmm. they just have a very strong jaw and that is the first time yeah. where i was like wow i am yeah. struggling to get something out of your mouth yeah mm. so but anyway well, how are you doing today i've had a really good week mm-hmm. and i'm like very happy but i'm on my freaking period <laughs> <laughs> it's shark week yes it's it's shark week for this girl so i have just like full total openness and disclosure so i i have an iud which it, thankfully for, for me personally that means that i don't have to experience that as much as normal yeah but then when it comes around it's like least when you least expect it because it's not regular you can't figure that out it's not on a calendar right um and when i finally get one that has more symptoms Mm -hmm. i'm just like oh my god it just knocks me out like unexpectedly and that'll be like oh okay that was why and i have just felt like a lump yeah like i feel like a total lump like i feel like a marshmallow but not in a good way like I want to, I want to be a marshmallow that's wrapped in blankets and cozy, and all mm-hmm. I want is hot chocolate and because it's colder now and mm-hmm. comfort food. And I will totally do that when it's like that time of the month. But like at the same time, it's you know the cramps suck and like just mm-hmm. feel like nauseous and bloated. So I feel like a bloated marshmallow. Okay. <laughs> It's just kind of funny, but it's also like it sucks. So you're like just getting through your day, mm-hmm. but positive overall the week has been going pretty well mm-hmm. um kind of a little bit of you know chaos as usual at work things are always busy mm-hmm. um i work in healthcare, but there's been a new opportunity that's been presented to me mm-hmm. um in terms of shifting how i work or where i work job opportunity wise okay. um so like not changing job location or anything like that just a new opportunity within my field and i've 
made the choice to take it. <gasps> you did? Yes. Oh my God, Heather, I'm telling you here. I'm so proud of you. I don't even know what this new job opportunity is. And she texted me and she was like, I'm so, it was Wednesday? Uh, Yeah, yeah. And you were like, so sorry, I've had a really interesting day today. I I had this new job opportunity and I literally told you, I said, well, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, like, I hope that you consider taking it. Yeah, I'm taking it and we'll see what next steps are and everything. When do you start? Um, so don't actually know because my position will get backfilled and, or like, I will have to work with whoever would be coming in, you know, help train them as well, transition into my new role. Um, but also it's kind of one of those things where working in healthcare and as a healthcare professional, um, it's an opportunity to really grow where I work for my career, have some new experiences. Obviously that comes with new challenges too, but it's to grow the area that I do work in um, for myself, but also for overarching my team and my department, which yeah. is awesome. Sorry folks, if you hear that that <laughs> horse sound, that's, that's my dog. That's Dozer. That's Dozer. Hey buddy, go lay down. Hey. Are you gonna be less stressed? I hope so. I think so. When evaluating the, you know, all the pluses the mi- or potential minuses. So I talked about it in therapy with my therapist this okay. week. I could tell actually about halfway through that she was going through these like, well, what would be your biggest gain? Mm. What would be your biggest loss? Oh, what like, do you feel most excited about? Like the What's po- your biggest fear? Like a pros and cons chart. Yeah, but like in targeted moments yeah. and like made me have to think about it. And like I when I had that. a, th- oh, and it's like, I wasn't going into that thinking that that's what our session was going to be about. It just, it became that way because it yeah. was such a sudden like, oh, okay. So may- we're going to be able to maybe do this at, you know, at my mm-hmm. workplace. And I was really excited about it. Um, but, you know, it's a big decision. It's a change. So I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing and mm-hmm. doing it for the right reasons, all that kind of stuff. I liked how she was having these targeted moments because it forced me to think on the spot, right? And I'm not good at that. I always have to like plan yeah. responses, right? But when you have to think on the spot, it forces you to think in the moment, give your instinct. Mm-hmm. And when she asked me what would be my biggest fear, what would be my biggest loss, I actually had a hard time mm-hmm. coming up with that. Okay. And she's like, okay, that's a sign in itself. Yeah. When I was evaluating the more negative sides, I thought to myself, okay, worst case scenarios. I think at worst, it would be the same level of stress. Mm-hmm. My job is a high stress environment to begin with. I think it would be equal at the, you know, at the worst, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, and I have, I do think that it has the potential to be better. Good. More balance. Good. Which I could use in my life and I would love to have. And at the same time, growing the healthcare related services that, I'm doing and working with patients and stuff. And I think I would actually be able to work with patients a little bit closer and more directly too in this role, which I think is pretty awesome. Good. Yeah. I'm really excited. It is ironic that you are mentioning that you are going on this new adventure. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, save this till the end of the episode, but I think right now is a good time to do it. Okay. We have a full moon on December the 7th. This is also known as the, quote, cold moon, which is the darkest and longest night of the year. Now, this is not a bad thing. This is the sign of the end of lots of stressors, negativity, old stories, and habits. Darkness is a sign of light on the way because you can't have lightness without darkness. Give yourself a chance to start new ideas, projects, and new healthy habits and life decisions. 
full moon means powerful magic casting and spell crafting. So grab your crystals, get out there for a nice little moon bath, and don't forget to drink your moon water. Oh my so goodness. I wanted to go ahead and say that now because yeah. it, was, it was already going to be at the end of the episode, but you're talking about going on this new adventure. And yeah. I was like, this is perfect. Aww. Well, thank you for relating that to that because that You're so it felt really good. I might feel like a lumpy marshmallow right now, but I also am <laughs> okay. excited overall for things going on. <laughs> so yes, what about you? How are you doing? <laughs> Today, I am doing really great. Last Thanksgiving week was pretty stressful, relative stuff. I had a wonderful time with Nicholas and his family. In therapy, um, something that I've been working on with her was working up the courage to reinforce and reestablish boundaries with okay. certain individuals mm -hmm. and we had been talking about how I wanted to tell my mother that I did not want to go to Christmas this year mm -hmm. I am the oldest grandchild in this set of relatives family tree I have been the first one to stir the pot and to step away and those slow things have been happening for many years but mm -hmm. not coming to Christmas is like the biggest thing mm-hmm mm -hmm. And so she goes, how are you doing today? And I said, I'm great. I told her no. And, oh, my goodness. And she was like. High five. I know. Good Thank for you. you. And she was like, Jaren, wow. And I was like, well, this is the timeline timeline of everything and how and why it happened in that timeline. And she goes, oh, you're right. Like, you really had mm -hmm. to make a decision. You had yeah. to tell her soon. Yeah. So. You were kind of, I remember you telling me, you were kind of put into that position where you couldn't wait any longer. And it just didn't make sense to keep holding it off because then it would have been even more difficult. So. Right. I think you, yeah. Right. With the whole, like, drawing names. Yeah. The right timing. Yeah. For Secret Santa stuff. I prepped her for next week. She, <laughs> we had 20 minutes left and I like I looked at my non-existent watch on my hand and I was like I know we still have 20 minutes of my appointment left but I want to prep you for what we're going to be doing next week and she was like you the patient are prepping me the therapist oh my goodness and she goes well this what is are we hilarious that's very Libra energy right I know. there can I just I say know. I know well I I had to make sure that she knew what she was in for and she oh was goodness. like give me give me a sample and so okay. I did and she was like okay like what's your what are your biggest fears and so I told her and about me telling her mm -hmm. and then she like gave she validated so many things and gave me so many other like common examples that she has had with other patients because she she does a lot of post uh, PTSD and trauma recovery therapy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. did you know that sometimes people with severe PTSD can be misdiagnosed as schizophrenic. Yeah, because in your PT, if you have a lot of it and if you have a lot of those moments because you mm -hmm. have this total, like, otherworldly feeling. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, I, I I remember when you and I were having that one conversation yeah. and I was panicking. Yeah. And she looked at me and she was like, Jaren, you're okay. Mm -hmm. She had a patient who had been getting treated for schizophrenia for 50 years and it turns out that he never did he just had some very severe ptsd uh folks we're not going to get into mm. my trauma right now because i'm still going through it but we're going to share with you one day and other struggles of our lives we will we are more than welcome to share however that specific story we are not ready for right now that's mm -hmm. way too heavy but we are on the upswing yes. and Related to this darkness mm -hmm. and light is on the way. Many, many months ago, my trauma was coming up. Okay. It was surfacing. Okay. So I meditated. Oh, okay, okay. To yeah. calm mm -hmm. myself down. The question I kept asking myself was, Nicholas and I are finally back together. And 
why am I dealing with this? Mm-hmm. You know, why I, I finally have everything that I've ever wanted. Why am I dealing with this? And so I went into that journey. What I saw was I was on my safe place in the sky. This comet came through and crashed into my little island. All of this light. And then it got really dark. And that mm. darkness grew and grew and grew. And I remember telling, I remember like saying like, no, no, no. Like I'm not willing to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And then slowly there was this little tiny light. Mm-hmm. And it started to burn bright. And then mm-hmm. it just got really big. And then all of that darkness went away. Wow. And so. That's very powerful. Since then, March, mm-hmm. I have experienced that in dark that darkness continued to like grow there there was one negative distorted thought that came to my mind where it was like am i having these problems because nicholas and i are back together no it was i got what i wanted and this was going to surface and it was going to get bad and then there was going to be a point where i could give it i could give everything up and be self-destructive or I can continue to push forward and move move against the grain towards that fear that I'm always talking to you about. Mm-hmm. Like how I'm always running towards it. Mm-hmm. And now I th- am feeling that light mm-hmm. start to grow and that darkness is slowly going down. Mm-hmm. And with that conversation that I had with her on Wednesday and telling her what to expect this coming week and with the moon and all of these great things with That's, you and I, yeah, I, I'm like, I... I knew that if I gave all of this up, I would regret this for the rest of my life. And I am so glad that I am here now seeing that light grow. That's awesome. Okay, first of all, I feel like that's actually points to some of your power. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we talk about witchcraft and things like that. And I, I think that points a little bit to your power in meditation. I don't think everyone experiences that level. Mm -hmm. And I think that you do. And that's, that's incredible, Jaren. Thank you. That's really cool. So speaking of my powers, (laughs) (laughs) um, Heather, so last week, folks, it was really stressful. It was really heavy. Yes. Yes. Um, we have gotten some really great positive feedback from the episode. Good. Good. For those of you who stuck out through the whole thing, we really yes. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us and also our opinions on everything. I mean, yeah. Which I was thinking about this last week or a week or two ago, and I wanted to bring <laughs> this up in the last week's episode, but we were too busy discussing yeah. actual serious problems. I think it's so weird that I think the human anatomy difference between a male and a female is so weird. Yeah. I think if you think about it. Yeah. I have an extra something and I have a giant hole. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> I have a giant hole. <laughs> I love you. I have an extra something and I have a giant hole. Bad first dates. <laughs> the high five episode. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. While, while you continue to laugh, I have to go pee. <laughs> so I'll be right back. We didn't read tarot cards last week. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to have Heather read hers and then explain why I didn't read mine. And I didn't draw a card last week because um, my mental health was so bad. And something I learned from Heather was... That if you're not in the best of states, sometimes it's not 
always the best thing to draw tarot cards, especially if you, you know, a lot of times when we draw a card and those of us who do, it's because we also have beliefs related to that. We can tend to go very quickly to a very negative space with it and mm -hmm. read way too, way wrong. too wrong, yeah. deep into things. We run to where the problems are currently in the moment, um, kind of in the way of like, you're cycling in that negative space. So then if you're yeah. cycling in that negative space and read a tarot, you don't want that to make even worse decisions right yeah. around that. Or, you know, you might go to someone that you care about a lot and immediately think negative things because we think about those who are closest to us a lot of times mm -hmm. when we're reading tarot. Yeah. So I didn't draw because I was in a very bad headspace. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for not doing that then. Thank yeah. you. Heather <laughs> did. Um, she... I didn't give her a chance. She didn't have a chance to oh, even read fine, it. Though. So we had so much to talk about and there was, it was such a heavy topic. Like, I mean, it just happens, you know, and we want this podcast to be a conversation, right? So yeah. it's fine when those kinds of things happen in my opinion. So, yeah. And we want you folks to feel like you're literally sitting in the room and having these conversations with us. So yeah. since Heather didn't, get to tell us about her card i'm gonna have her go ahead and tell us about the <laughs> sure. card that she drew today sure i know i was talking about this earlier um that it kind of is related to the stuff that i was talking about with the the job opportunity but i drew the nine of wands okay um which is representative of resilience persistence um but also boundary setting so it states that basically even in the face of adversity you stand tall and strong you may edge on exhaustion, but you need to reach the finish line. You may feel battered and bruised by many challenges and struggles. When you thought you've made progress, additional setbacks and challenges come along. The card is a test of grit and resilience and to show you that when you do overcome an obstacle, you are also stronger by it. You must use your inner resources to keep pushing forward. However, it's also an important reminder to protect the boundary lines too. Basically, in the end, you are a change maker. I actually got emotional reading that because I did just make that decision and I feel like I have made a lot of positive impact mm -hmm. um, in my current role and making positive changes and for people around me and I, that that's I hope that that doesn't come out I, I'm not trying to sound egotistical at all I'm just I am also genuinely proud of the things that I've done I'm having a non-imposter syndrome you moment should, for once oh I we, we don't say should could what are you oh mean? yes I am happy for you that you believe in yourself thank you enough because sometimes we believe in ourselves but not enough to be proud of those moments yes and I am I am proud of you thank for this you. moment right now thank you and it says, never dim your light and find your cheerleaders and stick by those who truly support you. High five. Yes. <laughs> so, and thank you for always supporting me, Jaren. I always appreciate you. Well, okay. So you're welcome. Because it's a trauma response for people like us where mm -hmm. we don't, when people do support us, we almost don't believe that it's, that we're worthy of it. Yeah. So I understand why you appreciate my support and mm -hmm. you've always got it. Thank you. What I won't support is hatred and um, doing drugs. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, if anybody out there is new. Oh, speaking of new people. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got some, we have a new listener. Uh, there is an individual out in Australia, which I don't even know why I said it in that accent, but. That's like not an Australian <laughs> accent. You Crikey, sounded like lady. you were talking <laughs> like you were from Eastern Europe. I know, I, I know. <laughs> So hello out there. You downloaded all of our episodes. I hope we're, oh, I hope you don't yay. feel like you're getting called out and feeling um, uh, nervous or anything. But like we just we just want to give you a little shout out. So yeah. we hope to get to hear from you. And we, folks, we, we still haven't heard from some of you guys. We still want to hear from you. But yes, we please. did. We, we did hear from some people. So I drew the golden child card again. Okay. So again, inner child work, inner mm. peace. Um, you're you're doing that hardcore right now so it totally makes sense i know so and because you said earlier about my power yes remember your power is on that card it is yeah man what the heck i know so i feel every time we do this i feel so connected to it it makes me so happy like i and it's crazy to me because it's like we just it it goes and i used to pull things that i'm like yeah no this doesn't make sense and i feel like when we're doing stuff for like with us it works, man. Yeah. Also, today is Britney Spears' birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, Queen. We love you so much. Oops. I, I did, did it again. again. I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> you want you want to talk about something? So last week's episode was a bit heavy and yeah. definitely about a lot of things that we do need to work on particularly for marginalized communities and obviously specific to things with um lgbtqia the same sex bill was passed through the senate is that right yes yes i i, I don't I just, i'm like when it comes to law and stuff i'm like i know some stuff don't know a lot and I, I, I had to go back to make sure that I said the Senate properly. Oh, my goodness. Because I wasn't sure if it was you the House right. or whatever. That's okay. There's there's a lot of motherfucking levels out there. House, then Senate. Sometimes it goes back. Eventually, it has to get signed by Biden at the end. Okay. Yes. And this is happening before um, all of those additional uh, Republicans come on. Yes. Fucking yes. So. And it had... I mean, it should be obvious, but had bipartisan support. There were some that still didn't, but yeah. the important part is that it is, it is passing. Yeah. Again, so. there's nothing wrong with rep Republicans. However, when you're using that side of politics to judge and determine what people should do inside and outside of their homes. Yeah. Or, or hatred, just hatred. Yeah. That, that's where we have to draw a line, like we said last week. I've got one small little thing to say before okay. we get into our topic today. Okay, yes. Because we haven't told the audience yet. Yes. This coming Sunday is mine and Nicholas's one-year anniversary. Aw, yay! Another high five for Another today. Another high five. One day we can talk about relationships, but in a nutshell, Nicholas and I met like six, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were engaged, and then I ended the relationship because mm -hmm. of some fears, and... We were apart for four years. We have both grown up, and we are in a much better place for each other now. Mm -hmm. And it is just so crazy to think that it has been a whole year already. And, yeah. Because I remember we would talk about this. Yes. I, when we'd meet up, like, yeah, I can't believe it's a year already, too. I have a huge smile on my face right now because I'm very happy for the both of you. I'm very happy. Thank you. 
for you guys and excited to see what comes next. And I am just really glad to know that I don't ever have to go on another first date ever again. And <laughs> <laughs> so that is the segue oh, into our that. topic today. <laughs> Folks, we are doing it. Uh, so we had asked, uh, we had prompted some of the audience members to send us in some of their terrible first date yes. stories. Um, Heather and I also found some on Reddit and we would love to share them with you folks. Also, uh, if you have any sort of a story, we would love to do like different type of listener stories. Keep us in mind when uh, we uh, are asking for more stories on social media. I am going to let Heather go first. So um, the first one, um, and she's one of my absolute best friends. Um, she didn't care if I kept her anonymous or not. So Vicky, love you, girl. Hi, Vicky. Thanks for being a part of our audience. <laughs> yes. Thank you for we, sending in your story. Yes, we really appreciate you. Before she met her husband, who is also a wonderful person, love him too. Mm-hmm. One of these first dates, he told me he would like to date me on our first date, but not take it seriously because he couldn't take be taken away from his WoW or World of Warcraft, for those who don't know what WoW is. I dated a guy like that. Rating time. She goes, I get it takes practice, but damn. Also, are you really that good at rating if you need to practice that much that you can't even have a relationship? Like, what is going on? Uh, I dated a guy that was like that once. <laughs> but uh, Vicky, I get it, girl. Um, that would be terrible to feel rejected um, by a video game. Although I have rejected a guy once because not like intentionally, but it was like we were supposed to hang out. And then I forgot that like an American Horror Story episode was being released. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I can't hang out tonight because I'm supposed to be going to watch the show. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I get it. I, too, also sometimes cancel plans with guys that I'm interested in to go watch a television show. And I was like. I, I, it totally like went over my head and I thought that it was not a big deal, but to him it was a really big deal. Yeah. It just goes to show like priorities. Like, dude, if your priority is wow rating, like as almost like your second career, then why would you bother saying that? Okay. Your turn. So I have an anonymous story. Okay. Oh, uh, this is a uh, female. Okay. Sending in the story. Okay. Uh, she, her pronouns. This guy met me at school before I got into my current relationship. He approached me after class and started chatting me up. I didn't have anything going on that evening, so when he asked if I wanted to go get a bite to eat, I agreed. We hit it off. We liked the same music, had some similar interests, and he was easy to talk to, charming, engaging. He's hitting all of those. Mm. All, all the green Love flags. it so far. Oh, man, I'm like afraid to find out what I know. happens. Toward the end of dinner, he asked about my last name and where it came from. We talked about history, genealogy, and all kinds of broad topics, so I assumed that's where I, it was going. I told him the original pronunciation and spelling, mentioning that it was German. He told me a bit about his own and then mentioned that it was, and I quote, hard finding good German girls. I thought it was an odd thing to say, but brushed it off. We eventually started talking about tattoos, and he mentioned he wanted to get a new one. I asked him what he wanted, and he looked me over a moment, almost like he was sizing me up. He said he wanted a swastika (gasps) on his thumb knuckle. No. Yes. I was already suspicious. No. Uh, People in Germany, we know that you're not like that anymore. Yeah. You've completely pushed that Americans have this problem. Yes. Let's be clear. Yes. Oh, my God. That was the last thing I expected him to say. 
I got up and I told him I needed to leave and left immediately. I can't believe I went on a date with a neo-Nazi. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sending in your story. At least he was bold enough to be that honest. About oh yeah. You've got to find that out fast. Yeah. Ooh. Girl, so glad you ran from that one. <laughs> now, if she had been uh, gay, it would have been on the second date because we fuck on the first. Because straight people, y'all have Tinder because the grinders had, or the grinders had gays. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gays, gays had, had grinder. <laughs> yes. So you're welcome. I mean, welcome. y'all set up the expectation, okay? Yeah. Although, yeah, I am, again, I am so glad that I, I do not have to mess mm-hmm. with that stuff mm-hmm. anymore. Give me another one. Went to dinner with a guy who turned out to be the son of a, the leader of a huge white supremacist church in Idaho mm. called CIM. Know what that is? Feel free to look it up and make sure if we have any listeners in Idaho. Watch out. He started a conversation with me that I did not want to have and would not let it go. I asked to be taken home, but instead he took me to an old Howard Johnson's where he continued to proselytize um that is and i hope i pronounced that correctly um that is basically where you try to convert someone to your religion so he was hardcore pushing it Mm -hmm. uh we lived in the same apartment complex (laughs) no yeah so come to find out that happened don't shit where you eat folks yeah you don't eat where you shit yeah Don't, don't date your neighbors don't date your coworkers. don't date people you go to school with correct and this and this doesn't clarify whether she knew that or not but you mm-hmm. know she comes to at least find that out but instead of dropping me at my door he took me to his mm-hmm. interesting considering that she he was also trying to in the middle convert her to his culty religion yet wanted to take her back to his place um anywho so she then walked herself home but then later she saw him at the pool and he continued to just be a shitty person and so that's where it is yeah oh she rejected me oh and i i think the part that i love about that so like that this story in particular so much is like sounds like it's a super conservative white supremacist like kind of vibe church Mm kind of thing and he's literally trying to convert her to and and get him get her to go to his church on the first date and then when she asked to be taken home he is not respectful of that it wants to take her back to his place to let's just say likely do things that is not godly right like the irony in that in a single day that this person is willing to do like i just yeah i thought that was interesting um this one is from jen jen and i went to uh beauty school together she says well um i was talking to him about how i am saving up to buy a house and i was really close to starting the process he said oh great when you get that my kids and i can move in too then we went to a bar and he literally kept reaching out to touch me like my leg or arm or something and then he would r.i.p his hand away oh rip (laughs) 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 r.i.p because it's in all capitals and then he would rip his hand away and say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know if you want me to touch you or not. And I was like, well, um, it's fine. And I said that, like, literally 75 times. It was so fucking weird. Bro, no, 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 not- no. Leave her alone. Oh she does goodness. not need your ass. Let me move myself and my kids in. 
first date. On a house that, like, you're trying... Oh, why? One that is so narcissistic to make it all about you and your personal situation out of someone, like, talking about their journey, right? Like, first thing. Nobody falls in love faster than a narcissist who needs a place to live. Yes, bitch. High five again. Jen. It's the high five your, episode. That's your... That's your... Um, that's your feedback from us, Jen. Yes. Girl, so glad you ran away from that one. So the rest of these stories are off of are off of right up. I included it because the end part is a quote that could be another title for this episode in the end because it's just great. It made me laugh. Anywho, went to see a movie that turned out to be basically a lesbian porn, which I literally looked through the sub like the comments underneath that to be like, what movie are they talking about? Like what like I'm like I'm, like I'm curious like well I'm just curious. Like they went to a movie and this person is like claiming like, oh, it turned into something they didn't expect and like I mean, and that's okay. It's just, you know, that's what it was. And the guy that she was with was hard for part of the movie. I wasn't interested. Everyone in the theater was making out, and every time someone on screen started having sex, he would lean into me and say, that's what's up. Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's what's up. I feel like this guy's name is Chad. Yes! I thought, or Kyle. Uh. Chad or Kyle. With a tribal tattoo. With the, like, or like, you know, like the tribal tattoo thing. The classic yes. Chadster. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> we should make it a meme, a podcast meme. That's, That's what's, what's up. <laughs> Merch idea? Yes. <laughs> I was having a great night with this guy, and at the end of the night, he walked me to my car. He wanted to sit in the car with me, which I found odd, but whatever. Then he pulls me onto his lap to make out, which felt odd as an adult, but again, <laughs> whatever. Now, the following day, he calls me, informing me that the that since we stayed up so late last night and he had to work so early the next day, he wore the same jeans from our date to work that morning. What he did not realize, and to my absolute horror, I had started my period while sitting on his lap in the car. Oh. He did not notice until his colleagues pointed out the stain on his pants. Welcome to the horror story of my life. Oh, that poor girl. I know. Aww. Again, does folks, it say anything about whether he was understanding or not? Like, I feel like I mean, sometimes when that happens, it's like the girl herself. Like, she she probably like was like, okay, I can't ever talk to him again. You know, like, that's, uh, that's it. That sucks. I know. If it was like a really good date, like I feel okay, guy, straight guys, if you're listening, if that ever happens, the best thing you can do if you actually truly like the girl and it was just an unfortunate accident, or if you just want to be like, fucking respectful because yeah, she's a woman, exactly, reach out to her and be like, hey. This doesn't bother me. Be very clear for that because, again, we were talking like women are so taught to be ashamed of that that they're just going to assume unless they basically meet a guy who is actually open. Uh, there's a lot of girls out there. I think girls are getting better at not assuming that, but a lot of girls do. They're going to like run away from that, right, unless yeah. you tell them otherwise. So like just be open and be supportive. And Yeah. yeah. If, you, if, if you have a – woman in your life put some fucking tampons in your bathroom for her. there you go all right this one um so this girl was saying that um the guy brought his 10 month old child <gasps> on the date no. and one i want to say that i think this person and how they explained it 
sorry. One, I want to explain. Oh, I thought you were going to get emotional for a no. second. I was like, oh, is this a trauma thing? No. She goes, I was at 10 months old at the date. <laughs> no, I was burping. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, number one, I think the way that this person clarified, they didn't know that this person had a son. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's why I guess that's why they were. Yeah. A okay. little bit freaked by it. I don't think they had a problem with, you know, dating someone who had a kid. They cool. were ex- also clarified that. Yeah, I didn't know about this. Okay. Um, he then complained about how he doesn't drink coffee, so he won't drink anything. Note, he's the one who wanted to meet at Starbucks for drinks. <laughs> I, I have so many things I want to say, but. <laughs> I have to wait a little while. So he told me if I wanted something to go buy one for myself. He then casually mentions he needs to be home before his ex gets off work because they live together and she would be mad that he had gone out. I'm confused by this and practically speechless at this point and decide to make an excuse and leave. I tell him I'm getting a migraine and need to go. I mean, obviously this guy wanted to go on a date with her, but then at X super not interested and also tells them like oh by the way i live with my ex which okay is that really still your ex i don't even know before i can even turn to leave he pulls me in for a tight hug whispers in my ear how much he wants to fuck me then grabs my butt all while still holding the baby and here's the kicker on top of it the kid pulled her hair as he was doing that at the same time (laughs) she ran away (laughs) But he's like, yeah, I hate coffee. So if you want something, you'll have to go buy it for yourself. Like, why even bother? But then it, like, at the end, it obviously explains it. Yeah. Okay. So um, this poster says that they have two. And it turns out that they were the bad date both times with the exact same guy. Oh. Yeah. While in college, I met a guy on Tinder that would later be known as Boring Joe. For our first date, we went to a fast food restaurant where he continued to be as dull as watching paint dry until I literally fell asleep at the table. Literally fell asleep at the table. (laughs) He then asked if I was tired from work and I looked right. I looked this guy right in the face and said, no, you're boring me to sleep. Oh, my goodness. That's really sad. Yeah. Like, I feel bad about it. You know, it sounds like she did, too. But it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah yikes right this dude laughs he thinks i'm joking but we end the date and leave the next several days he's blowing my phone wanting to see me again he isn't that boring through text so i chalk up our first date to him being nervous or something and agree to date number two this time we go to a restaurant where he orders chicken tenders and i order (laughs) potato soup this is relevant to the story once again i am counting down the minutes until i can leave because it just isn't clicking and but then i noticed this 22-ish year old guy is eating chicken tenders by cutting them with a steak knife and using a fork and i kind of make a joke about that and i kind of make a joke about that being weird because it's finger food i say this while i'm eating my potato soup by picking out the chunky pieces with my hand i ate soup with my hand and thought he was the weird one (laughs) 
of course, this realization didn't come until I was retelling the story to my roommate. She was so bored out of her mind that she started doing weird shit. Yes. That's, in my opinion, what's happening yes. here. <laughs> he still tried to take me on a third date, but I declined and told him I wasn't interested in him. He took my lack of speaking to him as an invitation to show up at my job looking for me randomly about a month after and then gave up. Oh, my goodness. So... There was a time where I was a bad date. Okay. Um, a trigger warning for substance abuse. Um, skip the next two minutes. Uh, back in the days, remember when like K2 and Spice was a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I transitioned from like one thing to smoking Spice because mm. it was just easier. And that's also like how I racked up like a significant amount of um, my future, my early 20s debt. Is you could put it on a credit card. Oh no! Luckily, it's all paid off. Spice but... is such a problem in this area too. Yeah. Just remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I had met this really cute guy on mm -hmm. uh, probably Grinder, but he lived like many, many miles away, mm -hmm. and I invited him over to the apartment that I was living at. And I smoked the spice. And at this point, like, my usage was so bad that, um, like, I would, like, dope nod. Mm. And I would fall asleep. I fucking fell asleep with the bowl in my hand while this guy is sitting next to me. And he's just watching me get high. And then oh, I, no. I woke up. And then he was like, well, I think I should get going. And I was like, okay. So then I, like, walked him out to his car. And then I tried to, like, get a hug and a kiss from him because, like, I was really into him. Yeah. And um, then I was like, okay, well, let me know when you're safe because I am that kind of a person. It is important for me to know when people are safe. Yeah, you're still like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he did tell me that he got home and then he uh, breadcrumbed me immediately. Mm -hmm. And I was at one point I was like, hey, like, I'm sorry. I kind of, like, fucked up, like. I just really like you and I really want to get to know you. And he was like, yeah, like I want to get to know, I want to continue getting to know you too. And then boom, ghost. Yeah. Because Had she, trouble just being honest with you or being like, Hey, I'm not into this or. Yeah. Yeah. So this next one starts off by saying we were going to meet up at a restaurant on like an old school blind date type thing. We were set up by mutual friends. Mm -hmm. He texts that he wants to go get drinks before at the bar across the street. I'm not really a drinker, but I was like, sure, I'll meet him in the bar. And he is cute. Not really my type, but uh, let's give it a try. At the bar, he starts off really nice and chill. Then he starts making these comments that at first I was like, well, I clearly didn't hear that correctly stuff. Like, you're cute. Not the cutest girl here, but really cute. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay. Like, you're just cute enough for me to have... <sighs> yeah, and he was straight up saying that to her face, but she's like, I can't be hearing this correctly, right? Uh, but at the same time, what the fuck if that's what I'm hearing? I'm like, okay, either he can't hold his alcohol or he's just awkward or something and he's nervous. At the restaurant, he's super rude to the staff, complains about everything in a really obnoxious, sarcastic way. Oh, good. You're finally at our table, and it only took you 20 minutes. He tells them my entree was way overpriced and makes this surprised expression when I order. I try desperately to say sorry to the staff with my eyes. He makes a whispering comment to me about our server's chest. To me, on our first date. Sir. The conversation turns into an interrogation after that. How long were you with your last boyfriend? Why did you break up? Have you ever cheated on someone? Do you see a lot of guys? 
All the while, he's still saying things on his end like, yeah, you're really pretty, but I've dated lots of pretty girls. Dinner is over and I want to go. We are standing outside and he leans in to kiss. So I turn it into an awkward hug. He says, wow, really? Really loudly. Yes, People really. stare. Yeah. Yes, really. The best part. I'm walking to my car and he texts me that he is going to a strip club because I teased him all night. Okay, bye. He invites me to come with him. I decline. <laughs> what the fuck? What what a fucking asshole, right? That sounds like um one of the tape boys. Ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. D- absolutely disgusting. Like what a piece of shit. Total pig, right? Like just I yeah. And you know, if he says, oh, I've dated lots of pretty girls, he probably can't get anyone. The I think the funniest thing about this, though, in my opinion, is the fact that they were set up by mutual friends. I want to know about these fucking mutual friends, right? And, like, if you're that girl's friend, mm-hmm. why would you set them up? Well, okay, so like, friends, so, like, maybe. Unless they just, like, that person masks, like, that, that the toxic guy yeah. masks really well in public. I don't know. But it, but then he was, like, really bad to waiters and, like, really bad out in public. So I, yeah. I have a hard time believing that. Your turn. He said he wanted to take <laughs> me to his favorite pizza place in the mall. We meet up, and when we get to the register, he said, do you mind paying? I have a lot of credit card debt. I should have left at that point, but I was pretty young and naive. Then he proceeds to go up and buy two more slices for himself. (laughs) After he bought some really expensive Star Wars merch, apparently he had quite the collection. No wonder the debt. We got into his car after the date and he started making out with me. Came in his pants from that. What? And then begged me for a blowjob in the mall parking lot. And then, and then and then there's this after he came and then there's this girl that commented she goes bro what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but like asking for a blowjob right after you came, like that's no oh hey folks we're an extremely explicit podcast yeah uh, just fyi <laughs> if um if the 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 male and female anatomy comment from earlier didn't already yeah like tell you that i'm a uh, i'm a hole <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a hole sir <laughs> oh my goodness what the fuck seriously wtf mate for our australian listener wtf mate <laughs> This is my last one. Okay. Um, It's a little bit of a long one, but I thought it was crazy, so I had to include it. Um, This one says, okay, fun story. Met a girl on OkCupid, which, by the way, I don't even know if OkCupid even exists anymore. Like, I literally don't even know. Does it? Were you also on the OkCupid Reddit thread? I don't know. Because some of mine are from OkCupid Bad Dates. Mine was not an OkCupid thread, but there were a lot of people talking about OkCupid. So I think that one was like generally. OkCupid. I also feel like from friend (laughs) experiences. (laughs) Friend experiences too. I don't think I would have ever touched it. Like even when I think back to like other things, like things that friends would say when they had experiences with OkCupid, they were never good. Like, and I'm not saying that no one ever had a good experience on that, but like, I feel like a lot of the bad date stories I was reading, even in the non OKCupid thread stuff, mm-hmm. it would mention OKCupid. Okay. <laughs> so interesting theme there. Um, but anyway, so they met a girl on OKCupid. 
for a first date. <laughs> how many times? I feel like you've we've said that. <laughs> yeah, please so edit some of that out. I, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do it. I could. I I will. I will figure it out. I. I you're, you're gonna have remember how you said you're gonna have like a um a sound bit for um you have oh, a sound yeah. bit for okay okay cupid, cupid. <laughs> so remember this episode God dang. Uh, from a few days ago anyways or a few years ago she seemed attractive and normal enough until i picked her up it's easier to just bullet point what happened from here in order so the guy literally bullet points this entire thing I arrived. She was on the phone and didn't get off the phone until she was actually in my car. God, that is so annoying. Yeah, especially for a first date. Like, have that respect. Like, you're putting in extra effort, right? Right. As soon as she got off the phone, barely said hi, starts messing with my radio and AC knobs, flipping and turning everything randomly. Like, you're touching someone else's property. You literally just met them. A A simple, do you mind if we adjust the temperature can we listen to something oh always ask the owner of the vehicle first come on yes so but anyways i mean and it sounds like you know they didn't have a lot of communication before this date so like it's really out of nowhere like it's one thing if you were talking to someone online for like years you feel like you know them or something i i don't know even then i wouldn't be able to do that but i'm trying to trying to find a semblance of like trying to be understanding but i no, just got comfortable with taking control of the radio in nicholas's car like yeah like it, it's just you have respect for other people's property right. like and because you care about that person you want like that's their stuff you know right anywho instead of asking me to put something on she gives up and decides to blast music from her cell phone and then sort of sings whispers mumbles along with the songs and then asked me if I like her singing, which I thought was a joke. So I chuckled and say, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, to which she becomes very offended and said I was an asshole. Time check. This is about 10 minutes and five miles into the date. So we sat in silence for a little while and my mind was racing with what the fuck did I get into? She went back to singing vindictively and loudly while glaring at me the whole time. I tried to just face forward. So like you're picturing like this guy, Mm -hmm. right, driving and she's like staring at him Mm -hmm. in the passenger seat, loudly singing at him, like at him. And it sounds like her singing was, you know, of questionable quality. Um, so she then turns and asks, are you taking me home? And I reply, you want to go home? And she just starts singing again. Doesn't even answer. I make a U-turn and start heading back. She leans over and licks the side of my face like a dog while grabbing at my crotch. At this point, I'm fucking terrified. No idea if she's going to yell, kick, Scratch, punch, flash, kiss, or suck. (laughs) I freeze with a stupid smile on my face and continue driving. (laughs) Next bullet point says, awkward touching continues. Which, by the way, let's be clear. Like, I know we're laughing and this is funny, Mm -hmm. but, like, consent goes other ways. Like, I know we talk a lot of, like, we always say, like, for in straight relationships, from a man to a female, because that's where you hear about the problems the most. But female to male as well. That is incredibly wrong. He is obviously not okay with this and she should not be doing that. So let's be very clear, but he's, he's saying this in a funny way. So it's also funny. (laughs) Um, I pull in up in front of her house and stop the car. We sit for about 10 seconds and then she looks over and asks, am I home? Like, like, how do you not know? Like, Bitch, like, how the <laughs> hell do you not know that you are home? 
I say, yeah, probably best if we call it a night. And again, this is only like 15 minutes in. And she gets out and leaves, skipping to the front door. I get home before 8 p.m., enjoying being single at this point. I wake up the next morning and go to work. Her fucking cell phone is in my car, and it was about 100 missed calls and text messages. This is an older flip phone with no security, so I open it up, and all the texts are from, quote-unquote, mom, and they alternate between calling me sexy, saying she wants to see me again, to name-calling, to saying I stole her phone, and that she's going to call the cops, back to saying she can't wait to see me again. I go into her phone, delete my number and our texts, put the phone in a padded envelope and overnight it to her with no return address. What a man. What a man. Uh, what a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. That one's for you, Dan. But yeah, so I, I just thought that one was like so bizarre. It, it verges on, I do wonder if she had severe mental like illness or disability that probably is untreated like how can you go from like and this all took place in less than 20 minutes how can you be like boom 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 that was a lot like flip 180 every two seconds unless she was almost doing it as like a prank for some reason and he didn't even realize like he she just wanted to be crazy in the moment like i just she was there's something off there right like yeah not even realizing that you're home, like weird, weird. I don't know. Um, Anywho, I just got it. The whole like messages from mom because she was using her mother's yes. cell phone. Yes. Wow. Okay. So then it's like on top of it, she's using her mom's cell phone. Right. Like, what is going on here? I I think the <laughs> the mental maturity at at minimum is was definitely not there. <laughs> yes. Good for him that he uh, got out of that situation, did the right thing about the cell phone. <laughs> I met a man named Carl at a bar. I gave him my number and we decided to go on a date together. I was a student and a single mother at the time. He was working as a laborer. He decided to take me out to the movies one night. This would have been considered our first date as prior to this, we had only hung out with other people. As we were standing in line to get our tickets, I did not want to assume that he would be paying for my ticket, so I pulled out a visa to pay for mine. Upon noticing this, he said, Oh, you're going to pay for the ticket? And I said... (laughs) Yes, for sure. And he said, well, might as well pay for mine, too. And I was at, I was, I just remembered how the story ended. <laughs> I know. I was like, ooh, what's going to happen? <laughs> I was, for the most part, broke, but agreed to pay for his ticket as well. Not a huge deal. We go get popcorn and drinks. He pays and okay. find our seats in the auditorium. As we were waiting for the movie to commence with some small talk, he nudged me and says, Hey, you should give me a blowjob right now. Everyone would be so jealous. Uh, I did not find this one to be funny. And I said, you should be the one giving me the blowjob. I'm the one who paid for the motherfucking tickets. Oh, bitch. Yes. <coughs> yes. This high five to whoever that is. High five to, oh, I didn't even save the name of their Reddit user. Oh, right love it. This was just the beginning of an awful night with Carl. He tried everything in his power to get me to touch his drink that night. Oh, touch his dink that night. I was like, drink? I know. I'm like, now I'm getting concerned about other things being put in drinks. What is going on? (laughs) Honestly, the blowjob comment really turned me off, and I could not wait to get home. Yeah. To this day, the absolute worst day I'd ever been on 20 years later. I'm going to be very honest. I, From doing the Reddit deep dive and also, unfortunately, my some personal negative dating experience, 
That's like a common theme with guys. Like they think they like some of them think they can take a girl into a movie theater. And then that just assumes that like at some point they can get her turned on enough that she's going to blow them. I've, I've, I've been that guy yeah. and I have been that girl. Yeah. And I know I knew I've been girl. that girl. I, I knew I, I used to be friends with this girl when I was yeah. younger who, um, trying to get your hand to move in a certain direction. And it's like, yeah, he, you think I don't know that? Like he, he told her he was taking her, taking her to go see memoirs of a geisha because it had the lowest amount of ratings and they were going to go in the middle of the day because <sighs> there was a greater chance of them being alone so that she could do no that. no 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 yeah difference if both parties actually are into that and it's kind of kinky to do like oh, something well, where yeah, it's forbidden it's, right like right absolutely exhibition well, you know hell yes. yeah do what you want but yeah, uh, and these are more talking about where, like, one person has this expectation that yeah. isn't realistic and also is not necessarily consensual. Right. So so this one is my favorite one because it's so crazy. Um, and I ha actually had a – I think the reason why – it first of all, I think it's really funny, but also had a somewhat similar past experience – not necessarily to this degree, but to like uh, in terms of someone being very forward like this. Okay. So anywho, more like a first date that never wanted to end. So this might be long. I had just moved to a different state and decided to try out the online dating scene. This was before the days of Tinder and Match.com was one of the only options. I matched with a guy that seemed to be pretty genuine decent looking and wasn't horrible in phone text conversation. We decided to meet at a restaurant to grab appetizers and drinks. When we got there, conversation seemed great. He even looked like his picture. Shortly after getting there, we both decided to order dinner because we were both hungry and had a rough day at work. He offered to pay. Shortly after ordering, he grabs my hand as it was resting on the table and next to my drink. He proceeds to hold it and seems to have no desire to let it go though. Sadly, he still seemed very genuine. He then switches our conversation from work and friends to how he has baby fever. Mind you, we are both in our young 20s. Mm. He's still holding my hand. No amount of tugging will give him the message, and at this point, I'm beyond creeped out to the point of scared. I don't believe I said a word to him after he uttered the words baby fever. Food comes. And again, remember, this is a first date. <laughs> Sorry, my mind went somewhere else. You said food comes. And I was like, <laughs> baby comes. fever, food comes. <laughs> food like, comes. Baby food fever comes. Comes fever. <laughs> Come fever. <sighs> Never in my life. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. The food arrives. Okay. Thank heavens. I can finally get my hand back. Nope. Think again. He wants to hold hands and eat at the same time. Of course, me being a young 20 something, I ordered a salad, which is totally doable with only one hand. 
rookie mistake. The waiter comes over and can obviously see my desperation. I'm fairly certain I'm sweating at this point. My hand feels gross and I'm awkwardly looking around for an exit strategy. I can't even grab my drink without making a bigger effort. Like he literally will not let go of this girl's hand. Well, saying, talking about his baby fever. Uh Then the glorious moment happens. The waiter accidentally spills my wine on my date. My hand is finally free. My date rushes off to the bathroom to clean up. He seems overly understanding after having an entire glass of red wine dumped on him. The waiter apologized, then looks me dead in the eye and says, I got you. Go now. I'll take care of you. (laughs) Fucking hero. MVP of the night. Oh, my God. I immediately get up, say thank you, and got out so fast I almost forgot my coat. The waiter actually had to chase me down to give it to me. At this point, I have no clue what happened after I left, and I didn't care. I get a text later from my date that says how he hopes everything is okay, ignore and block. A day or so later, I get a message from the coworker that someone is waiting in the hallway for me. Where I work, you can't get into the building without being an employee. I think nothing of it and walk out to see who it is. It's common to wait there as your as our office is only open for the IT nerds. I open the door, turn to see who's there, and yelp. Excited to see me? And I'm fucked. I must have said uh, I must have had the biggest look of disgust and terror mixed with a gasp on my face. Mr. Creepy Handholder <gasps> online dating sucks at the first date, works at my company. He asks how my grandma is doing. I play along, assuming that the waiter said something about her. He reaches out to grab my hand, and I yell out, I'm infertile! (laughs) (laughs) And then runs, darts the other direction. I had no clue where that came from, nor do I have any idea if I was. He looks at me... He looks at me strangely without saying a word, and I use that awkward distraction to run back into my office. I get a message from him later that day on my work chat, okay, on her work chat, asking if I'd be interested in fertility treatment. Sir, (laughs) no. Oh my god. Okay, now here I noped right out of that conversation and went directly to security. I never heard or saw him again. So good for her because it was on her work chat. Right. So she could take that immediately to work security. This dude, first date, okay, holds her hand, will not let go for dear life. I mean, she literally is having to eat her salad with one hand mm-hmm. and manage her drink with one hand. He talks about baby fever. She yells out, I'm infertile to get him to just go away. And then it's like, hey, so like, would you be interested in like fertility treatments? Because I still really like you. It still doesn't get it. What the fuck? What the fuck? That really sent me. That poor woman. Oh my goodness. I'm so proud of her though. For coming up with something that quickly, I would not. To me, like, the other stories were so funny, but that one took the icing on the cake for that, for me. That one was everything. And I had, my my situation was not as extreme, but it was somewhat similar where it was just, like, so freaking forward. And it was, like, verging on creepy. Mm -hmm. And it was that type, same type of person where, like, I tried to, like, let things go. The person, like, showed up at my house, like... 
And I was like, oh, my God, I should have never given this person my address kind of like reaction in hindsight. Like, oh, my God, like they're going to stalk me now. Like I literally actually had that fear for a while. So Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, people get the hint. (laughs) Do you remember um, probably about 20 some years ago, there was the whole like he's just not that into you movie novel. Yeah. Okay, guys, sometimes she's just not that into you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It goes always. And like just trying to be mindful of that and remembering that like if someone doesn't want to be with you, remember for your own sake. Right. That means that they're also not good for you because you wouldn't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you. Right. Like think about that. I know that it sucks in the moment. You invested time, but you have to move on. There are other people in the world. Just when you think that there aren't, there is. I found my dude gaming he lives in another country he came here for me like we we have a wonderful relationship now i never thought that would happen that's amazing like i'm so happy for that like you have no idea what kind of things will come across your way like you gotta let it go people yeah anywho go ahead your turn (laughs) so uh this will be the last one okay in college i was seeing this machismo guy not a boyfriend because he never really asked me out who was really nice but probably should have had a different major slash field of study machismo Hmm. let me see that what is it m-a-c-h-i-s-m-o what i don't know i don't know we were both out of towners so we lived in the same dorms and it was the end of the fall semester so i got to this dorm for the business (laughs) before we leave to our separate hometowns for the holidays Well, the day I decided to visit was the day he found out that he had failed an important class for his major for the second time, and if he fails this class again, he'd be kicked out of the program. Being the nice guy he was, he still tried pleasing me after I told him that it was okay, and I started telling him that, and I started telling him how he can change his study habits to pass his class, but he was really persistent on this lay. So here I am underneath this man, and he starts crying. Right oh. on top of me. Well, okay. He suggests that I wait outside his room till he composes himself. So I make my way out. Then I see his roommate in the foyer, er- foyer area or foyer area. And he literally asks me if this man is still crying. Yeah. It's pretty awkward. <sighs> I've cried after <laughs> beautiful sex, but never. Yeah. Same. Or like been close to tears kind of thing. Like, yeah. 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 That's... I love a good laugh after sex. Yeah. Post sex laughing. Yes. Well, everybody, thank you so much for <laughs> coming and being a part of. The... <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope that you had a great time and. Oh, um, we, we definitely had a good time. We, we definitely had a good time. <laughs> we promised we'd bring some laughs after last week's episode. And I, if if not, none of this made you laugh, then uh, I promise something will. Some eventually. Will eventually, yes. I, I don't know how this could. <laughs> yes. You're gorgeous. You look like Linda Evangelista. You're a model. Did you stone those tights yourself? Valentina, your smile is beautiful. <laughs> anyway (laughs) don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that follow button tell your friends and uh uh, please download our episodes (laughs) it helps us grow in the charts 
<laughs> Obviously, it's working because somebody in Australia has found us. Yes. It's um, been awesome. Yes. Thank you, everyone, who's been listening to us. Thank you, everyone, who's started to listen to us recently, catching up on all of our episodes, and keep joining us for more. Yes. Uh, we release episodes every Monday on your favorite streaming platform service, wherever you find your favorite podcast. And our link tree for other social media and ways that you can interact with us directly can be found in the episode description. We love you and have a good day. You'll see us next week. You'll hear from us next week. <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye. We're out. <laughs> high five episode. The ultimate. It was seriously like the ultimate high five episode. And this one was so fun. Okay. So like. No. I had fun.